0: Bonjour! (laughs) Comment (laughs) allez-vous? So I have an accent when I speak English. Like, you probably have an accent when you speak French too, right? (laughs) Terrible terrible accent, probably. So, readings to you. Good to see you. Good to see you again. Some faces, and good to see new faces as well. Now, this is a weird exercise, preaching twice the same sermon. I have great respect for your Pastor, because, I mean, when at you know, at home, I, t- I tell them, you know, I'm going to go in a church, Hillcrest, and they have two services, two services, wow, and then I'm going to preach twice the same thing. They can't believe it, because, <laughs> no, 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 you know, you, you can't, you just, you know, but yeah, I'll, so I'll try it, I'll do my best, <laughs> Yes, so, greetings, greetings from me, from my family, greetings from Samuel, for some of you who were here a few years ago, our son Samuel, he came here, he stayed with you for three months in your video department for an internship, stayed with the Shavers, and so he's still, he's so thankful, he's changed a lot, he's now a father, so which means makes us, makes me a grandfather, Uh, he has a little daughter, Elizabeth, she just turned uh, three yesterday, actually. So life is changing. Uh, uh, greetings from my wife. She's also changing. She you now has uh, white hair, by the way. She, here she is. <laughs> <coughs> well, <laughs> you know, she has white hair since she knows me. I mean, I mean, that's, that's for real. <laughs> she just was just, you know, tainting it. Now she just let it go. And next to us is our little Agathe. That's our daughter, Deborah, gave birth two weeks ago to our second granddaughter. Beautiful, isn't she? (coughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't you think she really looks like me? (laughs) I mean, really? (coughs) I I really don't like this when you go and visit, you know, parents where they have a new baby. Oh, that's that's dangerous. (laughs) Uh, She looks like, you know that? She looks like, or he looks like, or... (coughs) Because you don't want to frustrate the father and the mother who really wishes that the baby looks like them. (coughs) Actually, you know, I heard a story, so that they did not get that story in the first service, that's just for you, (coughs) of a family, and, and, and the lady, so there were white people, and they had a black baby. Really? And I heard, well, not completely black, but I heard that sometimes the genes goes, go over certain several generations. <laughs> so sometimes resemblance is not so obvious. <clears throat> sometimes it's not, it's physical. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Especially with the masks, uh, last week, I, 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 I welcomed to, to our gathering, uh, we had a baptism service, and, and, and one of the ba- b- baptized guys, his son came for the first time, and they had the mask, and you could only see this, and they were just the same. Sometimes it's a voice. My son Samuel has, I'm told, that he's got exactly the same voice as me. Sometimes when he were li- still living at home, we made jokes on the phone with people. <laughs> <coughs> Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's not um, in the body, but it's more in the attitudes. I don't know if you've noticed this sometimes. Sometimes you, you see someone like the way, the way to smile or, or the way to react or be surprised. And you oh, that's really the father or the mother. Or You know, you, you see it suddenly like a glimpse there. Sometimes it's a body attitude. Like I, 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 can't, I can't stay still. And you see, Samuel is the same. You know, he's just like moving all the time. That, that body language. <clears throat> sometimes, it's, sometimes it's not genetics. Sometimes it's language, expressions, or a mindset. A way of thinking. A passion. <laughs> uh, a worldview. You know, we were very pleased in September. Our daughter, Deborah... Uh, she, she's a school teacher. She, she left her school teaching job to enter our mission to become a missionary because she wanted. So she's now coordinating a, a leaders training. So people who are starting new communities to plant new churches, and so to see that she's sharing our passion for the lost, our passion to start new churches to go out in the world. What a what a I must confess a pride for us as parents, and that, that's nothing to do with genetics. <laughs> But she shares at at least that part of our mindset for the lost. Next week, Samuel, our son, will also enter our mission and take a responsibility in in, in helping people to go out and reach to the lost. Wow, as parents, we're so proud because they they share that same mindset. And so I don't know when people look you, the, the way you live, what they see in you. Now, we know the goal for us as Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, as disciples of Jesus. What is the goal? So, yeah, okay, we we had the training yesterday about being a disciple and making disciples. What's the goal of being a disciple? What is it? Make more disciples. Is it it right? No. Well, it is one of the goals, but that's not the goal. What is the goal of a disciple? Now, everybody's... Yeah, you're scared now, huh? <coughs> so what is the goal of a disciple? Guess what? To be like the Master. Yeah. The ultimate goal of a disciple of Jesus is to be like Jesus. You get it? You remember yesterday now? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Paul says to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians. We are, we are being transformed into His image. So day after day, we become more and more like Him. And obviously, it has nothing to do with genetics or physical resemblance. So what is it about? Character and mindset. So we're going to go in that that, that next part of your series on Philippians. In Philippians chapter 2... You will see that a part of the chapter 2 is about that's, that, that exact thing of being, sharing, developing the same mindset as Jesus. And if you open with me your New Testaments in Philippians, the letter of Paul to Philippians, chapter 2. And, and if you go to verse 5, you will see, second part of verse 5, have the same mindset as Jesus. <coughs> so, I want us to reflect this morning, what is it? that mindset of Jesus that we are called to develop and reproduce. We're going to ask that big question for ourselves this morning. When people look at me, the way I live my life, do 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 they think, oh, I see Jesus there? Okay, we'll go into this, but first we're going to read the text, and Jackie's going to read for me. <laughs> and so you'll see it on the screen, and please follow in your Bibles, because on the screen you'll have the Darby version. It's, it's very little used, because Darby is very literal, very hard to read. It's almost like Greek in English. But it's, it's useful as you try to follow. It's the same text huh? in, in your version, And and listen to the Derby version, and it may give you some insight. Now, before we read, (coughs) let me just tell you that after the reading, I'm going to ask you a question about the reading. And I'm going to ask you to discuss it at the tables. And this is a question. So, what is it, that mindset of Jesus? What other characteristics, as Paul will describe what Jesus did... What do we see in, in this as his mindset that we may be called to reproduce? Get it? So we read through it, and then we'll take a few minutes, and I'll let you talk about it at the tables. And, okay, let's just say, let's find one. There are, there are several. Just, just point one characteristic that kind of a typical mindset, oh, this is really Jesus. Okay, let's read it. Thank you, Jackie.
1: Let nothing be in the spirit of strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, each esteeming the other as more excellent than ourselves, regarding not each of his own qualities, but each of those of others also. Let this be in you, which also was also in Christ, who subsisting in the form of God did not esteem it. An object of rapine to be on an equality with God, but emptied himself, taking a bondsman's form, taking his place in likeness of men, and having been found in figure as man, humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death and death of the cross."
0: Okay, let me give you a couple of minutes to uh, read it. I mean, just go through the text and together choose one typical characteristic of Jesus, of his mindset. Okay, his mindset. Okay, one more minute. Okay. I know this is just wonderful times of sharing. Uh, By the way, I was so pleased when your pastor told me that you were going to have these tables and talks around tables. He was a little worried on how I would handle this. At home, we always do this. We only do church like this. We eat and we talk (laughs) the whole way, and we spend over an hour around the Bible text. So for me, it's a little complicated to stick to 25, 30 minutes. So. Uh, what would you, would you say are typical characteristics of the mindset of Jesus? We could say, oh, this is so much Jesus. So what? Just propose one thing. Who wants to propose? Humility. Yes. You see Jesus, the humbl- how humble he was, and you would say, this is really Jesus. And even more than humility in the text, if you're careful, it talks about self-humility. He humbled himself. So it's not humility in the sense that, well, you know, he was a poor guy, everybody humiliated him. No, no, he chose. Every time it was his own, it was intentional humility. Hmm. Another one. Okay, here's one. What? Ah, ah, others' focus. So it was towards others. Uh, it's even uh, uh, obvious in the first verses, uh, before that, that mindset of Jesus. It was for the others. There was another one there. Obedience. Obedience, Obedience to the Father. That whole text we read, especially from, from verse 6 onward, is kind of an answer to that famous John 3.16. Eh? God, the Father, so loved the world that He sent His only Son, and He is the Son I'm answering the father, saying, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) I go. The father sends, and the sons obey, and the son obeys. Another one, service or servant in the text. You know, the Greek word for servant is doulos. It doesn't matter really, but the important thing is that the word is the same for slave. It's very strange that very few translations use slave. Slave. (laughs) <laughs> uh, a servant is already hard enough, right? <laughs> Who wants to be a slave? But in the Greek, it's exactly the same. And it's also intentional. We'll get back to all this. Don't worry. I'll have a whole list and we'll find ourselves in it. Uh, some, maybe some last one? Appearance. Appearance. Oh, that's a good one. What appearance in the text? Yeah. In appearance, the text is appearance of men. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. He changed his looks. <laughs> oh, we'll get to this because it's very interesting. If you think of, you would think that is typical from Jesus. What? Huh? But we'll get to all this in details. Let, let why don't we just go verse by verse? And and you will see we'll find these uh, back in. And we'll start from verse six on. And actually. <coughs> In your Bibles, maybe you have a special layout, the way the text appears on your Bibles, uh, as from uh, the verse 6 to the verse 11, actually, because it was, <clears throat> I mean, theologians think, Bible, Bible experts, not me, you know, they think uh, it was most probably a, a, a famous hymn, a song <laughs> in the churches at the time. <laughs> that 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 part from from 6 to 11 you know that kind of song or hymn when you just need to hear the first few notes and then you have the whole story you have the whole the whole song in mind and so paul is using a typical hymn or song from his time we don't know who wrote it we don't know it was if it was typical Typical from Philippi, or if it came from the the original church in Jerusalem, we don't know. (laughs) But obviously it was well known, because when when Paul writes his letter, he knows that when he quotes this, people say, Oh yeah, that famous song. And he uses that song to tell them this is actually the mindset of Jesus. But he tells them, that song about Jesus actually should serve you to think about your own mindset. And ask the question, do I really share the mindset of Jesus? Do I look like Jesus in that way? Because this is the mindset of Jesus you should share. Okay, let's go through it. Okay, let's start. Verse 6. Being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. Here... It talks about the rights of Jesus, where he started his, you know, his journey to us. So where did he start? Who was he? God, the creator of everything. In him, through him, by him, for him, everything was created. He is the high God over everything. He has power and glory and everything. He has all the rights to be there and stay there. But he did not look at this, this rights, as something not, you know, to hold on. That's his mindset. His mindset is having all the possible right in the universe but not look at it as something, no, no, I'm not, you know, don't, okay, Father, you sent me, but, you know, I want to go, but I don't want to leave. Sometimes we have that feeling, no? Like when when we're we're on holidays, having a good time, you know? Going is always leaving. (laughs) So, let's start thinking as we read this about us, huh? Our rights. Our comfort we're not talking about sin here and we're not talking about giving up you know evil behaviors <laughs> we are talking about good things there's nothing wrong about him being God of course not <laughs> that was fully deserved power and glory and honor it was fully deserved even to the cross he could ask thousands of angels <laughs> that was fully deserved <laughs> No one could complain, but all this he put it aside by choice. Okay, next. Now, the expression here rather, verse 7, he, in, in, I'm, I'm reading in NIV and not Darby, <clears throat> he made himself nothing. <laughs> It's the, 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 the that's, that's a complicated concept even for theologians, the kenosis of, of Jesus. Kenosis in Greek means uh, emptying. The closest word we have is vacuuming. Vacuum. <laughs> Made empty. <laughs> so, in, so instead of, of taking all these rights that were completely deserved, you know, like your comfort, your TV, your Nice church building, your programs, your money, your holidays. or I could say mine, I mean, we're all in the same lot. I mean, all this, we deserve it, we earned it. So instead of seeing this as, oh, this is so precious, He emptied it. It's troubling. Empty means he went from the highest, and, and we—I don't think we really get how high Jesus is as God, because actually there's nothing higher. And also how low he went. How low did it did he go? Tell me, how low? Yeah, baby, manger. You know. Persecuted, <laughs> rejected by his own people. You know, you can go, go low and low and low and low. There's no lowest position in, 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 in mankind. <laughs> he did such a journey. <laughs> that's his mindset. Next. Servant nature. Oh, yeah, that's verse seven. Read with me. By taking the very nature of a servant. <coughs> That's troubling to me. There are many things troubling to me in that, in that passage. Huh? So it doesn't say he served us or he served people. It, it goes further. He took the nature of a servant, of a, let's say of a slave. So he had the nature of God. <laughs> And of course, we know he, he didn't stop being God, but that, that's the troubling part. He didn't stop being God, but he left everything that was attached to it, all the rights that were to, uh, attached to it, and he took the nature of a servant, a slave, intentionally, so when people were looking at him, they didn't see God. Well, sometimes there was like, like these, you know, il- illuminating moments. <laughs> were, you, you, you know these texts when disciples look at him and say, who is that guy? They, they don't get it because, because he was the servant of all by nature. It wasn't like for a while, you know, he did the dishes. That was, he took that nature. I, 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 I don't fully get it. Next. He identified, okay. And there we have the, the, the looks. <laughs> Look at the text. Verse, well, verse 7. Being made in human likeness. And we could put the, the verse eight, the beginning, and being found in appearance as a man. That appearance, I don't know what if you have this in your Bible, <coughs> you will you will you will you understand the Greek word. It's metamorphosis, metamorphé. Is it an English word, by the way, metamorphose? Yeah, metamorph. So he just that morphé is shape. In Greek, it means the shape, the looks. So the, it's it's the looks even more. It's the shape. So he changed. He took the shape of man, in everything, becoming like a man, completely. The, and this is this is troubling because we could ask the question: Really? I mean, come on, let's think about it. Was Was Jesus really in every way like us? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, you say no, they say yes. <laughs> oh, you're all right, actually. It's yes and no. <coughs> so in, in what is it yes and in what is it no? Well, yes. I mean, the Bible says that he was nothing, nothing more than anybody else. You couldn't even notice him in a crowd. He had nothing particular. He was Mr. Nobody. He was in every way like us, in morphe in looks. <laughs> but the Bible also says that there was no sin in him. He was completely different from us. He was the Son of man. <laughs> he was the unique, the holy one. He was, he was completely different from us. <laughs> okay? That's the strangeness of Jesus. Being completely like us and completely different. Being completely like us, like men, in shape, culture, food, fun, friends, you know, sorrows, suffering, the whole whole human life. But at the same time, character and mindset, values, holy. Let me tell you that sometimes I fear, as Christians, not here, of course. (coughs) We tend to do the opposite. We want to look like Christians. You have the Christian haircut. (laughs) You know, the Christian suit, or the Christian look, or the Christian walk, the Christian Bible, the Christian, you know, the the Christian morphe. But if you ask the neighbors how we deal with our husband or with our wives, with our dog, with our children, our character, (laughs) we don't look like Jesus. We look like anybody else in the world. Now, Not you, of course. We. In Belgium. (laughs) it's, It's a real struggle, let's face it. Jesus was... In every way, like us, but completely different. <laughs> Next. Time is running. Okay, we had this, that He humbled Himself, verse 8. Actually, it's the second time of that Himself comes in. He vacuumed Himself <laughs> and He humbled Himself. That talks about intentionality, about personal choice. The pers- personal choice of putting himself under the others. <laughs> That's humility, you know? It's consider the others superior. Their interest, their lives, their sufferings, their <laughs> are more important than his or than, well, should I say than mine? That's not so obvious. <laughs> and it's, 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 a con- it's, not, it's not because, you know, there's no other choice, mm. No, it was a choice for him. And look, if you look at the life of Jesus, every time he was under people, it was because he made the choice. Even the cross could have, you know, look at when, when he was, you know, judged. I mean, the only time he just, he just needed to keep silent. You know, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? He just, I mean, he just needed just to say nothing. And he said, yeah, I am bomb. And then when he's in front of the Romans, they say, okay, what do you have to say to your defense? He just needed to say, well, I did not do it. And he remained silent. He chose it. You know, it was his choice. Next. And we got here obedience. Obedience to the Father. No question. (coughs) Well, it's not... I'm going to say, excuse me, but it's not stupid obedience. You know think about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane? Father. You know what kind for me this it talks so it it just describes so well the type of obedience of Jesus. If there's any way possible (laughs) that I can escape this. And not only one time did he say that, huh? But your will, not mine. That's the mindset of Jesus. It's not just a stupid obedience. It's a, it's a, I mean, realizing the consequence obedience, <laughs> and even wrestling with God obedience. <laughs> but whatever happens, your will, not mine. Next. Oh, I don't like that one. Suffering. And once again, not suffering as, you know, a mistake on the journey. Ah, too bad they caught him. There too, he was waiting for them in the garden. He knew exactly what was coming. And, and suffering in the, in the life of Jesus was not only the cross. It was his whole life. When he looks at the city and cries over the city when he sees the poor and the weak and the suffering and the lost and, and the sheep without a shepherd, <laughs> he cries, he, suffer. he suffers for us, for man, for, for women around him. He has a life of suffering. And now what is it to do with us? I must say, often we see suffering as a, a kind of a bump on the, on the, on the way. Oh, I mm, oh, suffer, oh. Okay, let's wait, it'll pass, and then life will go on, you know? Suffering is inevitable. As as a disciple of Jesus, suffering is not an error, a mistake. Okay, now this is going to be a little hard. It's a calling. Oh, come on, Eric. And I'm not going to make you cry and tell the story we have at home because we're in a time of suffering, as they, some of our friends know, of deep suffering as a family. And I don't like to see this as a calling. <sighs> if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this, you were called. Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps. I don't like this. So suffering is not a mistake. This is why the disciples would rejoice, rejoice when they would suffer. Because they would be like Jesus. And then finally, the cross. Yes, death. Death on the cross. So it's not only that He died, but it was that very specific death on the cross, meaning that sacrifice He did not deserve, but we did. It's about paying the price of the stupidity and sin and evil of others. That is the mindset of Jesus. Oh! Now look at all this. Easy life, right? I'd like you to look at this and think, what is the hardest for you? What part? Maybe all of them, of course, but which one you, you say, oh yeah, this I really need to work on? I mean we all have our challenges, right? But I, I really would like you to take this and ask God, where, where where do I need to make efforts? Where do I need to you know Constantly, by choice, I want to be like Jesus. I want to have that same mindset. And, but this part... Now, as, as, I, as we finish, I want to look at all this as one, one movement. Although I think we all have something specific we need to work on. And maybe several. But all of this shows one movement the next slide one movement it's from God to us from Jesus to the others (laughs) from God I don't know why I put these arrows now what I see them they make no sense to me so please don't don't look at them you know there's a movement from God to us from high to low from us to them, you can put the next slide makes more sense. <coughs> okay, you know these two movements, centrifugal and centripetal. centripetal. You know, no, no. Okay, that's physics, right? It's about turning centrifugal out, right? Centripetal is in. <laughs> you know, it's it. Or that, that energy, that power of the Spirit in us, the Spirit of Christ reproducing the mindset of Christ in us is sending us out. With the whole thing there, you know, from high to low, from giving up our rights, from being obedient, from metamorphosis to the other, to look like them, so that they don't see the difference, but they see the character. Not that we are so strange, holy people among them, but but our character is different, but not who we are with them, because we're serving them, servants, slaves even, and embrace... oh, um, Oh no, can I say this? Embracing suffering even to death, even to sacrifice because of their stupidity, their mistakes, their bad choices, cost us money, cost me money, time, energy, holidays, you know, all these things I deserve from me to them. That's about incarnation, incarné, that Jesus in me takes flesh in this world. It's so much more comfortable to do attraction Have a nice building, and you do have a nice building. You know, get a nice flyer out. Organize a great fun activity. Nothing wrong with this, my friend. Nothing wrong, nothing evil. But if we really want to push it and really mirror, duplicate, replicate the mindset of Jesus, there's more to it. So I want you to think about this, pray about this. And we're going to pray as we finish this part. And uh, let's take a few, just a few seconds of silence. And I want to let you ask God, <coughs> do I look like Jesus? Do I, do I, do I reflect the mindset of Jesus? <coughs> I think we all do to a certain extent. <laughs> but obviously there's work to be done. So let's ask God God, would you show me, you know this list? What, what do you want me to work on today, tomorrow, this week? Maybe we should also ask for God's mercy upon us, upon our church, because we missed it so often. Well, I'll give you a few seconds to, you know, make your deal with God. You know, God, that I, I just don't, I don't even deserve to be standing here. I know that if my friends here would know who I am really, they would never let me talk. And I, I know you see me like, like through me. I'm transparent before you. I can't hide anything from you. And still, by your spirit as a gift, because of Jesus dying for me, You you want to you want to transform me to the image of Jesus. And I don't deserve this. And 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 you want to do this not against my will, but with my will. And you expect from me intentionality. Forgive me for not letting your spirit do his work in transforming me so often. Forgive our churches. Forgive us, have mercy upon us, and work in us. Help us to give up our rights. Help us to humble ourselves. Help us to empty ourselves. Help us to go to the other and, and, and be with them and, and get the same nature as them. And not the values, but the morphe. Help us to be servant, even slaves. Help us to serve them. Till suffering, through suffering, help us to embrace suffering because it's like Jesus. Help us to even, even to sacrifice our lives. Even if it's not just, if it's not right, if they don't deserve it. Because then we will mirror the mindset of Jesus. And this we're not able. But thank be to God. In Jesus, nothing is impossible. By the Spirit... You, you will do it if, if I let you. Thank you for your Bible. Thank you for the Bible, your Word. Thank you for... yeah, Just, just let it take roots in us and, and grow and produce fruits for eternity. Amen.